Welcome to FamilyCast. I'm Kyle Gowen. And I'm Amy Gowen. We're glad you've joined us today. FamilyCast is a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Kyle and I are back at the table talking about um, new conversations, new topics. So I want to start off by just saying a huge thank you um, for those of you who are listening, you're rating, you're reviewing the podcast on your uh, podcast platform. So thank you for taking the time to do that. That really does mean a lot. Um, I want to thank the people who are giving us great feedback. We're getting incredible questions, comments, and really, um, I love it when people are saying, hey, you said something that's making me think differently about my family, my marriage. Man, that means a lot. It's really encouraging. Thank you. Thank you for uh, just putting in those comments. So, you know, a lot of our episodes so far, Kyle, have been... um, I mean, really upbeat, positive. We're looking back on the highlights of what's gone on in our marriage and our um, parenting. Um, I never want to give the impression, I know you're on the same page, that it's always been easy, that we've always gotten it right. No, we've messed up a lot of things. Yeah, we really have. And there's grace, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, but we wanted to just talk real candidly on this episode about um, when things don't go as you've planned, when things just seem out of sync. Um, So we're going to be really transparent. I know we have been in previous episodes, but a lot of those have been the highs. So we want to be really equally transparent about some of the lows. Yeah, you know, being on staff uh, with a church, being in full-time ministry, you know, even doing a uh, podcast on marriage and family and parenting, uh, people think sometimes everything's perfect. And and we're far from perfect because we're not perfect people. Uh, Our marriage is not perfect uh, because we're not perfect people. Uh, But we we work at things and we try to be intentional about things. Uh, But you don't always know exactly what to be intentional until there is... uh, kind of a rub. Yeah. And then when that begins to happen is when you have to kind of go, okay, we got to step back and figure out what's going on. Uh, for me, many times, um, I'm, I'm not always the, the quickest to see those things. And, and it happens after some tension yeah. and, uh, those types of things. And so I, uh, it's very important for me specifically. I don't, I don't want anyone to think that, man, Colin and Amy have got this thing figured out and it, uh, things have just been, um, you know, rainbows and lollipops <laughs> for every for our, the thirty years we've been married. Uh, it hasn't. There have been some very tough days. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about um, a season in particular when we were transitioning to Brussels. We had been married what twenty years? About twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Those of you who have been married that long know that you've got a rhythm established by then. You kind of know um, how your family works. You kind of know marriage. Um, but we hit a rough patch. Well, and going back, thinking through being in ministry all that time, um, you know, when I would go to work, mm-hmm. so to speak, when I would go to the church and do yeah. the things that I would do, and I would work in that area and 
when you would get up and go to work, if during the seasons of yeah. our life when you were teaching, we would go and do the things that we do. And for me specifically, I would leave work and kind of, I guess, pride myself in saying, okay, when I'm leaving work, I'm leaving work and I'm coming home and it's mm-hmm. my my decompression time, so to speak. And so um, making the transition to another culture, another land, another place to do another work, all the rhythms and all the norms that, that I knew were gone. Yeah. For example, um, when we landed in Brussels, there was no church, there was no building. So Kyle, literally you were officing in our tiny little apartment living room. Yeah. Um, I had gone from teaching full time to, I was now at home because our visas, uh, honestly didn't allow us to work in the Belgian, um, um, marketplace, yeah, yeah, marketplace. So, um, all of a sudden, boom, we're both at home together all day. Well, and we're, we were sent to do this thing together. True. True. You know, it took, uh, both of us and our children, our kids being involved and in, uh, for, there was a short period of time where they were homeschooling. There was a, and then they went in very quickly to some Belgian, a Belgian national French speaking school. Yeah. And, um, and so, uh, there was a lot of, uh, y- yes, we went from American culture to a Belgian culture, different languages, but there was a different family culture yeah. and rhythm that happened all of a sudden. And I want to make that point. This is not going to be all about a transition to another country. Okay. Really, this is about um, seasons that it could be a season where um, you're going from a couple to bring in a newborn home. And though that is so exciting and, you know, just the best time, all of a sudden your rhythms are different. The way you communicate is different. Your stresses are compounded. Or it could be, I mean, something tragic. I mean, there could be a death that's happened in your family. So just any type of change in your rhythm is really what we're talking about. Could be your husband or you uh, as a wife. you get a, a new job, and that new job has demands that you've not seen before. Maybe you have to travel, and you're in and out of cities, and you're seeing each other um, less often. Yeah. Uh, your, your, your children, they begin to grow, and they're headed to high school. They're starting to drive. Uh, where there has been a controlled influence of your family and maybe a small group of families that you've been involved with, now then they are uh, gaining more independence and those types of things. And so really what ends up happening here is you begin to see things changing and it's not like necessarily you thought it was going to be. And that's between husband and wife. That could be... um, that, that could be between you and a coworker. That could be uh, between you and children. And you one day think, oh, my goodness, this is not how I planned it with my kids. <laughs> the honeymoon wanes. It wears off. Um, in the honeymoon so many, on anything. Exactly. In so many seasons of life. And you just think, this is not what I signed up for. This is not how I thought it was going to be. Oftentimes uh, in my world of talking to people about uh, their lives and what's going on. Uh, I, I hear this periodically more times than I wish. I just rolled over and thought, how did we get here? Yeah. And at that point, 
uh, I want people to understand, just like I have to preach to myself and teach to myself, that the gospel changes people. And the gospel changes long-held habits. Mm-hmm. It's the gospel that breaks those habits. Yeah. Uh, it's the truth of the word. Uh, if Jesus enters our life, he transforms mm-hmm. us. And so we don't just keep doing the same things. And there's an intentionality uh, that we have to take hold of. I mean, it, w- when Jesus changes our lives, the yeah. gospel invades. Yeah. He changes our heart. But after that, now then we have a part that we play in our sanctification where mm-hmm. we have to be intentional about working out yeah. our salvation. And, and and what does that look like day to day? And I know for, for you and I, uh, well, let me speak for me on this. You know, the things that I once did to be a good communicator, somewhere along the lines, I stopped doing those things. Mm-hmm. And it began to create tension in our household. Yeah, uh, My words uh, became more cutting. My words became more biting. Um, it, it was like there was no filter. <laughs> yeah, And I didn't even realize that in many ways. Uh, what was that like for you? Well... I think we were all under stress um, and it compounds. So whatever season you're in, you're thinking, I can do this. You know, we can have a new job situation or whatever. But when things start compounding, um, you tend to underestimate um, how much of effect it is having on you and your marriage. And you, or I should speak for myself, I overestimated um, our communication that we have been married 20 years, we've got this, we should be able to, I mean, we know what one another is thinking. Um, but that wasn't the case. We got into a new environment, a new work routine. Um, it wasn't just about we were all, all of a sudden together all the time because you and I really enjoy being together. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it, we had never worked together like this. All of a sudden, we were literally on the same team, accomplishing uh, the same tasks and goals. Uh, and we had very different ideas of how to go about things. And I had never seen you really um, in that role um, as day-to-day um, leading out in ministry. So you had done and, and still do today an incredible job of um, ministering and then coming home and, you know, you don't debrief everything with me. You do a great job of leaving it at the office and then coming home and being Kyle, my husband. But all of a sudden, boom, there wasn't really yeah, that filter. And, and uh, things began to... Well, again, I know we had these th- we had these conversations where it was this is not how I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be, yeah, and uh, that caused me to have to stop. And I remember us having a conversation about I'm not doing anything different than I've done over the last twenty years of our life, yeah. of our marriage. Uh, I'm I'm doing just the exact same things. And uh, some of those same things were talking in directives, talking with (laughs) imperatives. You must, I have to, we ought to, this is what we are going to. And um, and, and because we were working together, it it wasn't like there was ever a shutoff time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking about families 
today who, man, you've gone through transitions. Mm-hmm. Again, new jobs, new babies. Uh, things are, they've been going well. It could be new schools. It could be a move to a new town. It may be just seasons of life where yeah. you're getting older. And it, it, what worked in one season, right, you've fallen into a pattern and all of a sudden, when stressors or compounding things begin to happen, you begin to realize the way that I once functioned, mm-hmm. even though it may not have been the most healthy way, or maybe even in some ways, godly way, yeah. um, it's not going to work where I am today. Something has to change and you've got to be intentional about that. Yeah. I think you have to decide. And there was a moment when you and I um, just had the conversation of, this does not feel right. You know, we are not on the same page. Um, and we knew we wanted to be, we knew, um, um, that something had to, had to change. So I think that initial conversation to get things going of, all right, we both recognize something's not right. Do you remember when that happened? Um, specifically, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Well, it was a big, for me, it was a big deal because I remember the, the kids had gone to school and we were, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, about, but it escalated quickly. Uh, again, we we had ended up, I mean, it was basically, again, by this point, we celebrated our 20 year anniversary there in Brussels. And this was still probably a year and a half away after that. And, um, and it just came down to, we can't keep doing this. This can now, I don't think either one of us thought our marriage was over. No, no. We made a decision before we got married that divorce was not going to be an issue for us. We're yeah. not going to use that. We're going to, we're going to fight for our marriage mm-hmm. and figure out what had to happen. But I remember that there were lots of tears. There was a lot of silence for a long <laughs> period of that day from, uh, probably initiated by me because I didn't want to talk about it. Uh, and I'm thankful that probably we didn't talk about it as much because it, the, it, it, you gave room for the Holy Spirit to convict me of, in, in many ways, the gospel that my heart was not transformed by the way that I was speaking to you. It didn't show a transformed life. Uh, and so that was very, that was a, that was a major, that was a major thing for me. Yeah, well, I'm glad we can we can definitely say the Holy Spirit was working, but let me tell you, so was my passive aggressiveness because a lot of that silence was um, anger and me trying to control the situation by um, having the cold shoulder. What's well, awful nice of you to try to take some of that, uh, but uh, this it was, was both. It, it was both. It was both more of me us. There. I remember though getting away and just you know, being again, convicted about what I was doing. And so I remember going to the word and I went to Ephesians chapter five, Ephesians chapter Mm -hmm. five is the marriage passages and all of that thinking, well, the Lord's going to give me something for Amy. And, (laughs) and, uh, and, and lo and behold, he didn't, he like really convicted me. And I remember reading in Ephesians chapter five, uh, in verses one and two, it talked about being an imitator of God and walking in love as Christ gave himself yeah, up for yeah. the church. I should give myself up for mm-hmm. my wife. And I remember going, oh my gosh, I am not being an imitator of God in these instances that w- the way I'm acting isn't a fragrant offering. 
It's not a sacrifice to the Lord. It, it's something that's putrid. Um, I remember I kept reading, and you get down to around verse 15, he starts talking about that you need to look carefully at how you're walking. And I, I had not been lo- looking carefully. I was just, rather than to respond in a situation, I was just reacting yeah. uh, in, in many instances. And, and uh, as I was thinking about those things, uh, I, I realized that, man, I was foolish in the way that I was doing things and that this was not the way the Lord would desire it. Uh, it, it right there in the middle of that passage in verse 19, he talks about that we're to address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart. Well, I wasn't going <laughs> to sing to you, but I knew at that yeah. moment there wasn't anything. There was nothing melodious. There was on. nothing of harmony happening in our home. <laughs> and I was the conductor, and it was not happening the way that it should be. And 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 again, I, I remember that um, that passage there where it talks about wives ought to be submitting to their husbands, and I'm thinking, man, this is what I want her to hear. <laughs> But verse 21 talks about us submitting one to another. To another, yeah. And I thought, man, I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not listening. Uh, this, this is not how this should be going. Yeah. Um, I think back to um, spiritually what I was doing and thinking, and I was in the book of Psalms over and over and over again. So I was reading, I don't know, like a few chapters of Psalms every day. And I was in a season where I was journaling like crazy. Okay. I'm not Mm -hmm. currently journaling that much, but at the time I remember being so comforted. um, And I'll be honest with you, I cannot remember a specific verse that jumps out, but overall the, the way that David and the other Psalm writers were pouring out their hearts um, and their emotions, and why are why am I so downcast? <laughs> you know, and just having the freedom that I think comes from the Psalms of venting your emotions. Um, I do think it was really helpful that I journaled a lot of those before I even just kind of spilled it all out on you. I had to just spill it out to the Lord in that journal. And, um, I'm thankful. I look back and, and I'm thankful that we allowed ourselves literally the time because it it just, it takes some time to, to sort out emotions and feelings. Well, I think one of the things that's important for us to think through in this and for myself even is that without some tension, your relationship is not going to get anywhere, whether it's husband and wife uh, parent and mm-hmm. child, um, even I would say me and the Holy Spirit, me and the Lord, uh, there's going to be a little tension. It's yeah. tension from the standpoint that what I'm doing is not lining up with his will or um, uh, us having to have difficult conversations. That that tension, that difficult conversation uh, propelled us mm-hmm. onto other things. But having time to really think through, pray through, you writing out, mm-hmm. thinking through those yeah. things, if what you were talking about there, was so very important now in looking back. And I think I think many times 
wives are the ones who, uh, or it's thought that wives are the ones who are always dealing with this with their husbands and these types of issues. And they do with that a lot, but it's also husbands dealing with these issues with their wives in many instances. And, and so, um, and, and parents dealing with this with their children. And so, um, when things aren't working out like you want them to, the solace that we need to run to as followers of Christ, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is back to the scripture, back to what, what does the scripture has to say, yeah. have to say about this, where you were already in Psalms and you were continuing in your daily routine. I had to go find something. Mm-hmm. Lord, what, what does this look like? And it was around relationships with husbands and wives. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, I want to go back down to that. Uh, uh, further on in, in Ephesians 5, um, Paul writes, Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave them gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her. And I realized in that, man, the Spirit was speaking to me that I have a work in sanctification for you, and I wasn't doing anything to help that. Uh, the way I was talking, the way I was acting, even though I don't think I fully realized what was going on, um, was not sanctifying. I think, I don't think I fully realized it until there was the blow up and those types of things. I wasn't presenting you as holy and without a blemish. Uh, In fact, I was probably wounding you in many ways that I didn't even realize. Um, so that, that whole area I remember us talking, and and in that conversation, you know, I said, kind of matter-of-factly, I'm not talking to you any differently than the way that I I, I am at work. Mm-hmm. And I was, and, and the Holy Spirit just pierced me that, man, the people I probably spend some of the most time with at work may be feeling the same way that my wife feels, you know, and, and I was... So it was like, oh my goodness, I've, I'm wounding my wife, my kids, the people the Lord has given me to serve alongside. It was a heavy, heavy time. And it definitely was not, for me, it was not working out like I thought it should be working out. Well, I know um, that was a that was a dark time, right? I mean, we knew that the Lord... Um, was going to see us through. Divorce was not on the table, but it didn't feel good at all. No. Um, but in the midst of, of, of hurt and anger, um, we did give each other some space. I yeah. think that's important. I yeah. mean, when I say space, within the same apartment, but, you know, we allowed each other some time. Um, and then I think what was tremendous is we both had the common goal of, all right, what, what do we need to do to get through this? Because we're ready. We're willing to do whatever it takes to get past this. Well, one of the things that I remember, uh, you will remember this, I know, uh, we received some great advice from the uh, organization that trained us for mission, the Upstream Collective. Mm-hmm. They told us that as a team— you're going to face all kinds of tension. Yeah. And there was a couple, there were a couple of phrases they yeah. encouraged us to remember. Uh, one, when you have some tension that needs to be addressed, uh, I, I mean, you no harm. Yep. I seek your greater good. Yeah. And as a team, husband and wife, um, 
I was reminded at that moment that you were not meaning me harm. Though I was unintentionally harming you, you were meaning no harm with the this tension yeah. of conversation we were about to have, or we were having. And you were seeking our greater good as husbands and as a husband and wife, uh, and what was going on. And so that that was a real shake for me. And mm-hmm. I don't I, I, honestly, I don't remember if you suggested it or if I just did it. But I, I remember getting in touch with our marriage and family pastor and just saying. I, I don't understand what's happened. Uh, yeah. I know what has happened, and I don't understand how it has happened. Yeah. And so the very one, of the, I guess one of the first things that I did was pray. I went to the Lord mm-hmm. in, in in the Scripture, and then I I called one of my pastors. Yeah, that was really important for me. Yeah, and to be honest, that's a f- one of the first times we had really. Um, had to seek for some, you know, some real outside help in our marriage. So I don't care if you've been married 20 years, two years, or 50 years, there's going to be seasons where you need outside help. So we called those, that pastor and his wife, they were extremely instrumental in giving us things to talk about, giving us things to think through and pay, pray about to kind of get us back on track. So well, that was and he huge. Gave me, and, and he became an accountability for me to, uh, though I was not yeah. in the same country, we, we, we talked through email, mm-hmm. through Skype, and then he suggested a, uh, a counselor for me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, a counselor. But having a counseling background, I knew that that would be, yeah, I need someone who is separate from this to mm-hmm. talk with me about. And I want to highly encourage folks, don't be afraid of bringing a counselor Amen. in. Amen. That is so very important. And I remember uh, meeting with this counselor coach for, I think, probably six different times. Mm-hmm. And we talked about things that I knew. Yeah. Just to be real honest with you, all the things that I was supposed to be doing and that I did when we were dating and early, I got away from the basics of just communicating. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I find that a lot when yeah. there's tension in homes, when there's tensions in workplaces, many times we get away from doing the very things that we, we know what we should be doing. And that counselor ended up helping to kind of raise the scorecard back up for me and say, hey, don't forget, these mm-hmm. are the things that, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I for, I'm an idiot. Why did I not remember that? <laughs> well, I think we have a very real enemy that knows if he can isolate us, he can begin to control us and he can begin to um, lead us away from our spouse, um, our Lord. So I do think those thoughts of... I don't want someone to see our junk. I don't want someone in. I think you've got to resist that. You've got to fight against it. I'm a huge fan of counseling for, I mean, I think every marriage, every season of life, you know, uh, there is help out there. Yeah. And finding the right one. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go into kind of like directive mode here. (laughs) Listen, uh, if you're a, a woman, you don't need to find another just neighbor man oh, <laughs> or no. an ungodly woman no. to be getting counsel from. Men, you don't need to be finding ladies at the office who you think they'll understand. That's not counsel. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's danger. That's danger. 
and um, start start with your with your pastor. Start with someone who is godly mm-hmm. wisdom, uh, or someone in your Bible study group that is of the same sex. That would they've got they have your greater good in mind. Yeah. They're going to speak honestly with you. So, um, so I met with our, one of our pastors. Uh, uh, I, I did sessions and homework with a counselor Mm -hmm. that I had to report back. And one of the things that each time I would finish with a session, uh, I I would talk to Amy about it because there were no secrets and it was things that we had conversation about and, and began to walk through. I remember, uh, after those and just saying, man, these, these things are so basic. And I, and Amy began to help me walk with those things and rec- giving each other permission to speak in. Hey, mm-hmm. do you realize you're doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Was really big. Um, the counselor coach, he, he had me write up basically a plan of how I'm going to communicate mm-hmm. based on the things that we, uh, had been talking about. And it was, it was a, you know, here's the problem. Here's how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, here are the steps, here are the things that I will do. And I had to share that with Amy and Amy had to, yeah, and speak into it and help me to craft it. Uh, so there was accountability. I think one of the big things is, is that we realized we didn't want to be where we were. Mm-hmm. And so what do we got to do to get out of that? Yep. We invited people in, I think you said, uh, to our junk yeah, and someone we trusted and then we followed the wise counsel that was given to us, biblical wise counsel that was given to us. Yep. And I mean, there was a safety and a security with one another, even though we knew, um, you know, we're heading in the right direction, but we're still kind of working our way out of this funk. Um, there was always a sense of safety and security. I knew Kyle wasn't going to leave me. I knew I could uh, just lay it all out for the the greater good of our marriage. Um, I can honestly say that's been several years ago. That's been six years ago. Okay. Um, I mean, I went through some counseling myself individually um, with a lot of the same things that Kyle was talking about, just having um, an outside person to ask good questions. Um, and she, this person, the counselor would tell me, uh, you know, we're not here. I'm not here to fix your problems. I'm not going to tell you a magic uh, formula. I'm here to help you unravel some things. And that was so productive. And it takes time. It takes security and a safe place uh, to unravel um, where these thoughts are coming from and what, what really is at the heart. Well, and I think the, I think the basis of all this is the gospel that Jesus transforms our life. Yeah. And uh, he, he desires good for us. He desires good for our relationships mm-hmm. And if that is true, which I believe that it is, then uh, he has a way to fix this, and I have to go to him. And he has good people who will walk with me and walk with us in those instances. Uh, Here we are six years later from that time, and I still, I I keep that plan on my phone, and I review it periodically. Mm-hmm. Where am I? What am I doing? What am I, How am I doing on yeah. this? 
And there are days when I go, man, I am really stinking in this area. I've got to, I've got to change this. And I have to ask the Lord to forgive me for trying to grab hold to some yeah. things. Um, again, uh, what happened in my home, uh, the Lord radically convicted me. He, I mean, in a huge way about the way I, uh, no one ever said anything to me at my office and my workplace, but I was extremely convicted that, man, am I doing this in my office place? Because I want this, I don't want to do this to my immediate family, but I'm always talking about us as a staff being a family culture. And this is, and if, if I'm treating my, if I'm speaking to my family at work this way, this is horrible. And I, this isn't even gospel conversation. I'm not, uh, I'm not giving nourishing words. And so I, I pull that out to make sure, am I, what does that look like in my office? How am I handling myself there? And so, um, listen, all of us face opportunities and we all face time. Some of us, I'm thankful we're not in the middle of it right now, mm-hmm. uh, but we could be tomorrow or next year. Oh, yeah. There are people um, that we talk to all the time who are walking through these very things today. And, and I just want people to know there's hope. Absolutely. There is hope. You can walk through this. And, uh, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, Amy, about, you know, we have security. There are some people who might be listening to this that they don't have the security that yeah. we had. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, pray, pray for your situation, pray for your spouse, pray for your children, whatever the situation is that's not working out the way you thought it would, pray about it, Uh, journal about it, get a pastor, someone who is a spiritual uh, mentor, someone who is a wise counsel to you, get them involved. Yes. Um, I just want to point out. Um, alongside or along with that, that um, the Lord values the process over the product. So even through this podcast, even through um, just our relationships with one another at church, with each other in our marriage, this is not about having a perfect marriage. This is not about, you know, three steps to get your marriage in line and your kids to behave. Um, Jesus is about transformation, and that is a process. The only way the gospel can work in our lives is when we are transparently giving everything over and willing to walk through the process that God's never in a hurry. God is not about checking off boxes or um, getting us to behave a certain way. He's about transforming our hearts to the likeness of his son. Um, And that can be painful. You know, it's always worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it. And and for, I would say for all of us, that takes um, one the Holy Spirit revealing to us there's a there's an issue, and he does that. He did that through you, in our situation. Mm-hmm. He uses people or or very specific situations. It took uh, a prayer of repentance. You know, repentance means I'm turning and I'm going to go the other way. I'm not going to yeah. keep going in the same direction. I'm going the opposite direction. It took a, it took me praying and asking for forgiveness, yours and the Lord's and repenting, submitting to each other. It took getting other godly people involved. It took uh, writing a plan and then submitting myself to that plan as a part of God's plan mm-hmm. 
And so I, you know, I, I just want to encourage people yeah. that you, you can walk out of the situation, not alone. It's the right. gospel that's going to do that. The Lord's the one that's going to do that as you lean into him. But I, I know that he is faithful and he does not leave us uh, where we are. Yeah. The situation may not change quickly, but he does not leave us. And um, it's going to take some intentionality on your part as it took on my part and it took on Amy's yeah, part. Yeah. Uh, we had, you, you have to be intentional in this. Yeah. So guys, thank you. Today's been a little deeper, um, but and man, the people that respond back to us about the podcast, that's the one thing they, they enjoy is just the genuine conversation. So what you've heard is straight from our hearts. We hope that the Spirit uses it um, because He's using it in our lives for sure. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, man, we are all about you and your marriage. So it's worth it. Um, stay the course. Thanks for joining us on Family Cast a weekly conversation about marriage, parenting, and all things family. We ask you to subscribe to FamilyCast on your favorite podcast platform and invite a friend to listen in.